Kick it, Iceman. Fratel- Don't call me Spaghetti Junction. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 871, June 17th, 2022. It was 97 degrees on this day in 1933 and 42 degrees in 1960. Both those dates predate the fabulous Aquaside products that have been keeping your beach and swimming area free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. It's a White Bear Lake company. Aquaside lakefronts are clean. They're free of weeds. They're free of muck. The kids don't scream out in terror when a weed grabs them. They think it's an alligator. They take care of that stuff. The products are easy to use and begin working quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and the products are completely safe for you, the fish, and your family, so there's no need. No need. No need Mm -mm. to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem, get you the right products, and you'll make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office... Above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. And executive decision was made, by the way. As the resident Top Gun expert on the program, yeah, I'm going to need to proofread that column before it's submitted to the Pioneer Press. Already been submitted. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I have a theme for today. Oh. We often ask, what can we do to push back? Mm-hmm. I got a wonderful note from Doreen, who writes, Hi, Joe and gang. I listen to your show with my husband while driving down the service road of life, many times working on a project together in our workshop portion of the garage. It sparks some good conversation, and fortunately, the two of us will mostly agree with each other. What kind of marriage is that? <laughs> but often we shake our heads and go, huh, on your version of the facts or opinions on a given matter. That said, for the time being, we still live in a country where opinions are free, even if facts don't seem to matter anymore. You often ask what we as Americans can do to alter the trajectory of our current administration. I think everyone with a functioning brain knows the answer. The sad part is that many will refuse to take that step. Many will refuse to vote against the party that has proven their distaste for the American way of life while lining their own pockets off the labors and tax dollars of their devoted followers. While the Republican Party has their share of despicables, the conservatives in office today that do have respect for life and the lives of the public they serve need to gain a majority in D.C. and state governorships, or we will see the end of life as we know it by the end of 2022 guaranteed. November will be the turning point, the vote to maintain or end all free elections. You have doubts the red wave will be victorious, as do I. By December, we will know if the American people have awakened and shown up or if the deeply criminalized victorious, as do I. But by December, we will know if the American people have shown up or if the deeply criminalized party of the ass, I don't know what she means, have retained... Donkey. Huh? Donkey. Party of the ass. Okay. Have retained enough of their base or will it be stolen? I dread learning the outcome of which there is no recovery. So what can we do? We do what we must. 
We pull on our boots and do our part. We tell everyone why we love this country and why we fly the flag. We are out here in the rocks and cows country, not far from Kenny, where hard work and American pride still stand strong. Be brave, stand up, and fight back. Doreen, recently retired mom and grandmother, married to one good man for 44 years. Okay, that's sound advice. Fly your flag, stand up strong, go to work. The, the first half, though, I, I, might, I might, you know, disagree with about the first few paragraphs there. All right, that's going to do it for today's <laughs> that's show. That's going to wrap up the show. <laughs> I, I, my, my, I would agree completely with her, but I think we'd probably throw the parties around. You know what I mean? Well, the parties both have the parties both have horrible elements. Both uh-huh. parties. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just got to pick your uh, you got to pick your poison. Pick your poison. Yeah, I mean, but, I ain't no Lorraine Bobert fan. Boy, God Almighty, boy, oh boy. Well, but but okay, if no, I'm not even. No, let's start. not. What can you do? Let's not. Well, hey, we, we, we've that. we've firmly established on this show that both parties have issues. Oh. In Jesus. fact, I think you coined the phrase, you're politically lonely. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the criminal comment there, I mean... Uh, I don't know what she meant, John. Don't you, worry you about it. Criminal activity is I think, though, running don't, rampant. And, do you guys, though, believe the same thing I believe? That it's really hard to trust and believe anybody in, yes. in an elected position across Pretty the board? Much. Yes. Pretty yeah. much, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, any time a politician, both sides, open their mouth... I really don't believe you know, a word you know saying. what the American public is waiting for. We're waiting for a party to come back to us. Yes, we're, we're, we're waiting for a party to recognize us. And is wish, that going to happen? Though? I don't know. And wish to help and serve us. But who is who is the candidate to lead that? <laughs> right, that'll get the nomination. And if if you are in. At least one certain party now, if you try to go that way, you are imme- immediately castigated as a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where is uh, Here it is. <coughs> you have uh, Jean-Luc Picard ready? <laughs> Who? That press secretary. Oh. <laughs> this Peter Ducey is making quite a name for himself, isn't he? John and I were just talking about this a couple minutes He's ago. He's a Fox News correspondent. Are, are were you are you two in your discussions of him an opponent of his? No, no. We're we're midway between everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. about Peter. Basically, well, what we just discussed with politicians, we're kind of the same with Peter. He's got well, a, but, uh, but, but he seems, haircut. He seems to be asking reasonable questions. I agree with that part. Yes. Uh, the evolving position at the White House is that inflation crisis is not really that bad because other countries are facing their own inflation problems. Hang on. Uh, we don't know that. In a speech Tuesday, for example, Biden celebrated his policies and claimed they have put America in a position to tackle the worldwide problem that's worse everywhere but here. Uh, We don't know that. And in an interview with the AP, he defended himself from bipartisan accusations that his COVID relief bill exacerbated inflationary pressures. If it's my fault, why is it the case in every other major industrial country in the world that inflation is higher? You ask yourself that. I'm not being a wise guy, Biden said. I'm reading from Glenn Beck's site. Fox News probably covered it, too. At the White House press briefing, Ducey confronted Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre over Biden's narrative 
and quickly disproved it. Why is the president saying that inflation is worse everywhere but here, Ducey asked. Well, let's let Jean-Claude Pierre talk about this. Thanks, Green. Why is the president saying that in, in pardon? No. Why is the president saying <laughs> that inflation is worse everywhere but here? Uh, because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is. It is caused by, uh, uh, clearly, um, the pandemic, this once-in-a-generation pandemic that we are coming out of. And also, uh, most recently, uh, the war that, uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation as we look at food and as we look at gas prices. So if you look at globally other countries um, and if you look at where we are economically, when you think about the Group 7, the G7, uh, we are in a much stronger place than we are economically than, than the rest. And, and I also... Did, I did yep. look globally, though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that? I think we, what we are saying is that... Uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about the United States. This is something that everyone is feeling because repeat. of coming out of once a, once in a lifetime pandemic, <laughs> because of the war that Russia has started in Ukraine. Okay, why? Wait a minute. I'm stopping. Mm -hmm. She said the same thing twice, even right. with a follow up question. <laughs> Remember, she twice. was hired because she's gay and she's black. Right. She isn't hired for her intellect. She wasn't hired because she grasps issues. She was hired because of ideology. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. The president asking oil companies to drill more here in the U.S. Can, let me just let me just give you a little bit of a rundown. Let me of find that why paper. Why we are here? Um, when, and, and just, what, I know his letter was a lot about refining and increasing refining, but that's a lot of oil that comes in from overseas. So why isn't he asking? So, companies to drill more here in the U.S. Well, hold on. So here we go. So this is where we are. I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown of why we are here and what's going on and why we wrote the letter. So due to decreased demand at the start of the pandemic, U.S. oil refineries reduced their capacity by more than 800,000 barrels per day. Now that consumers' demand has returned, thanks to the president's recovery plan, oil <laughs> refineries have still not brought refinery capacity back to the pre-pandemic level. So that is the problem, and that is what we're trying to address. At the same time, Putin's invasion of Ukraine put pressure on global supply, and gas prices have gone up by nearly $2 since before the invasion. So President Biden has taken historic actions to elevate this pressure, releasing record amounts of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Makes Reserve no and relying, uh, relaying the world to, to, to relaying the world to release, to release oil too. That's at 240 uh, million uh, barrels of oil that he was able to do with his partnership. And so what? we are now at the highest levels of domestic production. So we actually have uh, of crude oil since April of 2020 with an additional 9,000. I can't take it anymore. She's she's not making any sense. <laughs> I want proof. Yeah, she's not making any sense. I want proof. All right, let's do our gas segment and get it over with. Oh, you didn't even warn me. This just in Such friend sent a picture of a gas sign in Upper Michigan, regular five nineteen a gallon. Okay, I was saying before I haven't been to a marine gas dock yet. I wonder if you pull up to a gas dock on a lake up in the Brainerd Lakes area, for example. I bet it's over seven bucks a gallon. Give me the keys to the boat, sir. That mm -hmm. no longer belongs to you. Well, here's oh, today. Seriously. 
It, it, it's it's got to be seven plus. Yeah, I bet it is. Here's today's gas segment. <laughs> that was a big hit at my house, by the way, yesterday. I'll bet it was. Representative Bill Johnson, Republican Ohio, discussed the White House shifting blame to oil companies for high energy prices, Biden's anti-fossil fuel policies, and Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm reported exercising $1.6 million in electric car stock options. Exxon Mobile. Mobile? Exxon Mobile. 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 I'm going mobile. <laughs> Why isn't there an E on mobile? Mobile. Mobile. What? what? I, I there is, there is no e on If there was an E, then it would be Focus. Mobile. Focus. I am Kenny. I'm trying. <laughs> ExxonMobil fired back at President Biden after he threatened them with emergency powers if they don't boost supply to temper the surging prices. In a statement released Monday from the company, ExxonMobil said it has been in regular contact with the administration, providing updates on how it has been investing more than any other company to help develop U.S. oil and gas supplies. Gas prices are seen at an ExxonMobil station. Oh, I'm reading a cut line again. ExxonMobil said it had invested $118 billion on new oil and gas supplies over the past uh, five years. Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey asked White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre Thursday why the Biden administration was calling on oil companies to increase productivity at refineries instead of calling for more drilling. Press Secretary Karine Pierre speaks during the... That's another cut line. Jean-Pierre argued that oil companies cut refinery capacity at the outside of the pandemic and have yet to increase that capacity back to pre-pandemic levels. We, when pressed as to why the president didn't just drill more here in the U.S., Jean-Claude Van Damme responded, because we don't need to do that. Oh. Well, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. What we need oil companies to do is, with the oil that's out there, we need them to refine that oil so that the capacity can go up and the prices would go down, she said. ExxonMobil said they are attempting that. Wasn't that the, uh, the great Deion Sanders quote? I am mobile. Agile and flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> President Joe Biden said Americans are really, really down. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, it's insulting. Amid record inflation and the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, but said a recession is not inevitable. He made the comments in a thirty-minute sit-down interview. His formal, I'm sorry, his first formal sit-down since Feb, when he spoke to NBC and called interviewer. Lester Holt, a wise guy, over his inflation comments. This time, he said a recession is not inevitable and bristled at claims by Republican lawmakers that last year's COVID-19 aid plan was fully to blame for inflation reaching a 40-year high, calling that argument bizarre. He spoke to the APD days after the Federal Reserve Board of Governors announced a 0.75% interest rate hike amid a volatile week on Wall Street and a correction that has erased gains built up during his tenure. As for the overall American mindset, Biden said, people are really, really down. They're really down, he said, and I find this bizarre. 
The need for mental health in America, it has skyrocketed because people have seen everything upset, everything they've counted on upset, but most of its consequences of what's happened and what happened is the consequence of the COVID crisis. No. What in God's name? Biden, uh, Jordy says Biden's calling on others to be checked for mental defects. I don't need any mental health updates, Biden. I need a president who cares about this country. And the people that live here. I need a country that cares about the truckers and the farmers and the carpenters and the plumbers. I almost sounded like the the Irish pimp there. You did. You did. And the plumbers and the carpenters. It's hard out there for an Irish pimp. And the people that just merely get in their cars and drive 20 miles to work. We don't need mental health, Biden. We need sanity, and you're not providing it. But l- look at all of the things he just listed off there. Most of that was all created b- by, by, by these people. Yeah. I have a worry. I have a concern. Oh, you do? A concern. Of, well, I have many, <laughs> but I have a concern of Americana. Do you realize Back to the 50s weekend starts today? Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because in my travels to and from here, I've seen a number of cars on 169. Hell, you're you're refuting what I'm about to say. Oh. I haven't seen one. Oh, I've seen a, at least a oh, dozen geez. in the last two days. Have you oh, seen yeah. any, John? You, you, you should move up here because every weekend they have the Anoka thing. Yeah. You see, I see a dozen. Well, I'm weekend. sorry to have introduced another observation. Maybe you should. And cr- I'm sorry if I've offended you in some way. Maybe. Maybe you should open your eyes. No, let, me, let me rephrase it then. In past years, for example, it was very common in the buildup of Back to the 50s to see Snelling Avenue, for example. Oh, yeah, sure. Lined sure. with cars. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen one. So, Kenny, did you get that? And I live closest to the country's tallest building. In the six blocks Joe drives, he, uh, he hasn't seen any. <laughs> yeah, have you been on Snelling over by the fairgrounds? <laughs> Even been on it? I no. will tonight. <laughs> He feels shame. <laughs> oh, man. You better take, you're going to take the triumph, though, right? I'll take something fun. Take Don't you triumph. never mind. Take the triumph. No, if I get caught oh, in traffic, it'll overheat and you melt wanna, and collapse and fall apart. You want to borrow the... <laughs> so you're going to take the wife's SUV to go no, look I'm at not hot going rods. To. What the hell's wrong with you? You want to borrow the 05 Jaguar with the hood no, ornament no, missing? No, 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 no. How I get there is not important. It is, too. Okay, I'll get there in something fashionable. Fashionable. <laughs> The gas station I go to is noted for being the gas station where these guys flock to because you get corn-free premium. Sure. And I've not seen a car. Hmm. Did you ask an attendant when you were there recently? He doesn't talk to the help. Mm Mm-mm. The hell I don't. I've earned pay inside privileges. He gets to pay with cash. I know everybody there, baby. (laughs) Thanks, so Kenny. Moron. It's, it's easy. You got a big one today. Yeah. Big fish here. Switch. Jesus. <laughs> Don't bite on this hook. Chomp. <laughs> oh. You know, one, one of, uh, again, I'm Nording Jordy. One, one of Jean Luc Picard's biggest problems she's not a believable liar. No. She's not even talented enough in that role. She's not very. She's not a very eloquent liar. No, she's not even talented enough to be the believable liar, which like, you would think well, would it, be it, a virtue for that position. 
and the problem is, if you watch her, it's even worse because oh, she reads you're right. everything. It yes. drives me crazy. It it makes it you, so much more when yeah. you can see her fumbling around yeah. and looking for the right page to to turn mm-hmm. to. Data from other countries shows that our inflation rate of eight point six in May is not the lowest among other countries. Inflation is highest here because no other nation has millions of illegal immigrants stranding this full spectrum of supplies and resources. It's too much to absorb while also running a money printing press. He's, he's alerting me to say something. I don't think I've said it before, and I think it's rather intelligent. The, the mystery doesn't work in a country this big. I don't think that's ever been analyzed academically or statistically. Would that be the same analogy with socialism? We're too big? We're too big for this. Our grand experiment took into account that apparently we were going to be a very large place. And it's, maybe it's very easy to bring about, for example, socialized medicine in Germany, which is about the size of Montana and is basically full of Germans. You try to bring some of these policies about in the United States of America, you're talking 350 million diverse people. And so, uh, and so the attempt to uh, make us all wear the yellow suit and, and meet in the square with our brooms for our exercise session is not reasonable. We're too many of us. And it's, it's falling apart before our very eyes. <clears throat> But but you have to admit the mystery is gained a foothold. Oh God, yes, Kenny, yes. Yeah, it's here. But to back up what you just said, I I see that every day on the highway. We're just we're Americans. We're going to do what we want. I know I, speed limit's fifty five. You know I'm going to go fifty. That guy's going to go eighty. That guy's going to go sixty five. We do what we want. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I follow the law. Right. <laughs> Set right. the cruise at 54. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what I might take tonight in my search for the uh, Back to the 50s vehicles. What's that, Joe? The Fiat 124 Spider A-Bar. Get some looks. That I got from Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood, right in the southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and Highway 36, the oldest Volkswagen dealer in our parts. And the only way Schmelzy can compete is because uh, they're a single-store family, and they've been a family for more than 50 years. The family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily. That includes the all-new Volkswagen Taos. My brother has one. He loves it. That has all-wheel drive and IQ drive advanced safety systems. They also have that giant. No, it's not giant. It's really cool looking. But it's a seven-passenger Volkswagen Atlas with a 5,000-pound towing capability. And uh, if gasoline prices have you frustrated, and of course they do, you can test drive and order the all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV named the 2021 World Car of the Year. I've driven it. I am not an elect- I am an electric car candidate. I'm just not yet an electric car fan, but I couldn't be more impressed with the technology in the ID4. It would take me a couple of months to get used to it. It's just sure. absolutely, incredibly advanced. Uh, so I would check it out. You might enjoy it. When you sit on the seat, it's running. When you sit on the seat, it starts. Oh, really? And the acceleration, of course, because electric is, is unparalleled. Uh, 
I would check it out. If you're a candidate and, you're, and your driving needs uh, would be accommodated, the Volkswagen ID4 is something absolutely checking out. Volkswagens available at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, Highway 61 and 36 and, uh, in Maplewood, and details at SchmelzVW.com. <coughs> Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more Oz... No. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe... No, one more time. <laughs> hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe... Hey, have you guys heard Ozzy's new song with Post Malone? No. It's really good. I can't believe that. Well, Post Malone's, Malone's great. Know. Yeah, Post Malone's good. Yeah, but Ozzy isn't. Well... Some Aussie is. Oh, John, you didn't like you're Black wrong. Sabbath, Joe? God, Joe, you didn't like Black Sabbath? No, they're Sabbath. dreadful. Sorry, Ken. Just dreadful. <sighs> it's my fault. First two Black Sabbath. Where do our sensibilities lie? Lies with Seafoam. Like, like lies with Seafoam. Oh, got sure. a great email from Paul. Saturday was the big day. Almost everything had been moved to the new house in Buffalo from the Twin Cities, but the MG was still at the old house. A what? week before, I had got I'm gas. paying attention. Uh, a week before, I had got gas in the car and, of course, a couple of glugs of seafoam. The car ran perfectly the whole way along 36, 35W, 694, and the high-speed 94 out of the city. The car has never run better, and I credit seafoam. Then Paul goes on to say, I never believed in things I couldn't see. I said, if I can't feel it, then how can it be? No, no magic could happen to me. And then I saw you, Seafoam. I couldn't believe it. You took my heart. Now I know there can be no doubt. You can do magic. Wow. <laughs> oh, that guy sign his last name? Call it voodoo. Call it a miracle. Call it magic. It's the real deal. And thankfully, it's available everywhere. Truly magic in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. His last name is America. Paul, that's America. Paul America. <laughs> <All right>. Nice. <laughs> um, that new song I was referencing... It's called Take What You Want, um, and that new song was released in November of 2019. So that we really isn't very new. Enough. It's newish. Mm-hmm. Oh. Where do our sensibilities lie? I noted this uh, the other day. This is uh, strikes me as extremely interesting. Sometime before the pandemic, Johnson High School, that's in St. Paul, Johnson High School students were the first to learn about and implement the indigenous practice of smudging huh? within its school. Are you familiar with the Native American practice of smudging? Yeah. yeah. When the students said they wanted to see the act of smudging be allowed throughout the district, St. Paul Public School officials heard them. Now they are steps away from approving a policy that would allow smudging in all of its schools. We use this to purify ourselves. We use this to cleanse the air, Tawny Hale said. Hale is a manager at the Four Sisters Farmers Market. She said smudging or burning sage, sweetgrass, and other herbs is something that indigenous people may do prior to a ceremony or traditional dances. All right. When we use our plant medicine, it's really important to us. It's a sacred time that we can uh, reconnect and give thanks to the creator, Hale said. But smudging can be a daily practice as well, according to St. Paul School's Indian Education Program Supervisor, John Bobolink. Smudging is an everyday cultural practice. Some families and individuals start their day with a smudge, Bobolink said. And St. Paul Public Schools is determined to let that be an option for the nearly 
4% of indigenous students in its student body. It happens kind of a given in most schools that have a high number of American Indian kids because it is recognizable as a way to help the children cope, Lisa Belanger said. Belanger, who was an American Indian specialist and lead teacher at SPPS, said smudging has many benefits. Smudging helps to give someone the strength they need for medical or school testing or school environment, she said. I've used smudging when I've had disagreements between two students. They've sat down and smudged and been able to clear the air. That's an unfortunate choice of words when you're putting smoke in the air. Superintendent uh, Joe Gothard says he's hoping this move will help more students feel safe and at home. I'm sorry, feel seen and at home. Uh, This, in many ways, is a series of different steps we've taken as a district to not only represent, but also truly respect our American Indian partners and community members, Gothard said. I think it's about time that our school systems recognize that we're here on indigenous land. And it's important for our young people to be who they are and be able to practice their way of life, Hale said. Uh, The policy is due for its third reading in July. If approved, it could be implemented as soon as the new school year. All right. Smudging is you get a little bowl and you put some sage in there and other herbs and you light it. And then the smoke is wafting and apparently it's Mm -hmm. a cleansing ceremony. What? Sure. Aren't these the same people who would object to any kind of uh, smoke in the school building? True. I mean, you wouldn't, uh, you, you know, there are people in schools that could, that could make the, and I'm not being facetious, there are kids in schools that could make the argument that, look, I need a cigarette to calm down. I got a big test coming up. I want to light this big cannon. Well, that's not going to be allowed. There's no smoking on school grounds. Right, but this is this is tantamount to smoking, isn't it? I know yeah. you don't inhale it. You you light it in an individual vessel of some type, and uh, you you apparently re, re, reap some benefits from it. But I'm serious when I say, uh, can't other kids make the same claim about you, tobacco? Are you trying to say that the other kids would then use that as an excuse to <clears throat> smoke cigarettes? In the class area. Uh, no, you're not paying attention. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if if the indigenous kids are going to be allowed to do this, <coughs> excuse me, because it's a uh, cultural tradition, then what's to prevent other kids from saying, and it's a cultural tradition to apparently induce calm and reduce anxiety and, and get ready for a test, then why couldn't other kids say, I like a good lucky strike before I take a test because it calms mm. my nerves. I don't know if they're going to get any pushback along those lines. If there's going to be pushback, it's going to be kids with asthma. Yeah, I guess. Sure. But what? But you're starting a fire and you're burning plant life in a school. Yeah. I don't, I don't care, I guess. Yeah. Except, except uh, we've gone now from colleges admitting that we better all be ashamed of ourselves because we're on Native indigenous land. land. Yeah. We've gone from that to the high schools now saying we're on indigenous land and we better start adopting indigenous practices. Okay. Are you saying good luck to you? Okay. Good luck to you. I'm saying that this has nothing to do with learning. This has everything to do with cultural wokeism and the awakening to the idea that education is merely a construct of white patriarchy and that uh, we're dismantling it 
uh, step by step, the point where we'll now involve the burning of sage or other herbs in the classroom. And I think Kenny might have nailed it. What about the kids who are going to uh, not be very tolerant of smoke because of their asthma? Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy that. I don't know how you would handle no, that. No, I would not. Or you've never been a smoker, for example. Never. No. No. Well, you haven't tried hard enough, you wuss. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that whole not being able to breathe issue. What a look, loser. Look past that. <laughs> Good Lord. Give it an effort, man. You know, honestly, though, Joe, if this was an online poll question, I think I would choose I'm not sure, in all honesty. Because... Yeah, uh, I, I guess I, I can't get worked up about it. I, I'm going to let you go this one alone. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny and I are going to sit think, this play out. I, th- I think it's now unanimous, Joe. <laughs> You're on your own. Okay. I, okay. I, I just find native practices fascinating, and if it, this is happen, if it's helping them out, fine. Maybe you should find a spot in the school to do this where the smoke doesn't waft, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Did all of you guys, did your high schools have the spot where everyone went to smoke, even though? It, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. If you oh, want to yeah. get me riled up, keep going on the, we're on indigenous land. I mean, that's mm-hmm. coast to coast, Canada to Mexico. And it, it's all of Canada and it's all of Alaska. It, it's, it's, it's all of South America. Come on, it's the whole world. It's It's... Okay, you, you've left me on my own to to conclude. I'm calling this B as in B, S as in S. I don't, deny it. I don't deny it as an indigenous practice or cultural custom, but do it at home. Yeah. That's my theory. This is ridiculous. As far as I'm concerned, they could teach more of, more of everything history-related and culture-related. Um, but, you know, let's keep in mind we're all Americans, you know, no matter what color or race we may be. But that is what's being rejected. I, I realize that, Joe. Yeah. We're yeah. not all it, Americans. You white people are Americans. The rest of us, we want our own deal. Well, if they were born here, they're, they're us. They're Americans. Of course it's, they it's, are. It's your country. It's your flag just as much as it is everybody else's. God bless them. <laughs> I won't do that. He's trying to find the right side. He's, he's looking for it. Easy there, Lee Greenwood. <laughs> wow, Kenny, you got quite the pipes there. Oof. Here's to the red, white, and blue. Let's come yeah. back with height. Okay, but first. I have a feeling we're going to get yelled at off the air. That's why I'm going to do an ad right now. Let's not even go to break. No, you and us. Let's not even go to break. Let's just stay live. (laughs) Yeah, so you can't yell at us. (laughs) Keep rolling. I'm not going to yell at you. We were just getting that notion. Uh, It's Reavers here once again. I can't help it if you're stupid. For my friends at Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. It'll cut down on salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances. Bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. And I'm not kidding. Your showers are going to become better. Your laundry is better, and not to mention your drinking water. I had, I've had, i had two Connecticut systems installed, both at my previous residence and now at my current home. And i got to tell you, it makes a world of difference. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water, uh, 952 894-4040 or visit them online at hoffermanwater.com. It's Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for nearly 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. 
Oh. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Here's John Haidt. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Say it, John. Say it. London. Say, Say it. what? what Say it. Say what you should have said. Give your prayer well, analogy. I think it's well, very I, wise. I think uh, more analogous oh, than lighting a pell-mell would have been uh, to say uh, prayer in schools. Right, and that's not allowed. A, a traditional, yeah. And, and, but there are people who are steadily calling for that. But, and and yeah. wouldn't you, couldn't you argue that smudging is a form of prayer? Well, I would think it's certainly in a Native American mm-hmm. tradition, which they yes. kind of put yes. all in a big circle. Yes. You know, so well, I be that as it may, yeah. here's the here's the news. Thank you. Talks collapsed yesterday on the prospect of a special session here in Minnesota, uh, so we'll still have that nine billion dollar surplus. Lawmakers have been negotiating for weeks to come to an agreement on major legislation to no avail. The breakdown means spending bills on health and human services, education, and public safety all remain in limbo. As expected, each side blaming the other. No! (laughs) You don't tell me. Governor Walls saying to reporters, think about Minnesota Republicans walking away from the largest tax cut since 1858. He said Republicans were unwilling to honor a deal that we all made with the surplus. It makes no sense to me. Senate Majority Leader Jeremy Miller, Republican from Monona, released a statement in response to the lack of a special session saying, even with a bipartisan legislative agreement to cut income taxes and end the tax on Social Security benefits, Democrats weren't willing to pass this bill without billions more in spending. Simply put, Governor Walls and the House Democrats have different spending priorities than Minnesotans. Senate Republicans continued to meet to see if there was a path for an agreement to a special session, but key budget areas and policy provisions, including HHS and public safety, remain many millions of dollars apart. Speaking of the governor, you guys saw the controversy yesterday. Which one? I mean, Burke, Matt, we love you. Who gives a damn if Governor Walls has lake property in South Dakota? Oh, I did see that. Who cares? It Especially was, if he doesn't. Well, it's a matter of taste, too. Why Why in the hell would you have lake property in South Dakota? Well, it's, there's decent property in uh, South Dakota. there's nothing over there. <laughs> I, think, I think you're missing the lead in this story, aren't you? What? You just completely the disregard. The lead is he doesn't have any property in South Dakota, well, but Burke said he did. Okay. Well, I That's guess that, the lead. Isn't the bigger issue then if he's lying about it? But who, like again, who? I don't care if Governor Walls owns property. In you South don't care Dakota. either way. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't no, care. I don't. Minneapolis City Council agreed to pay three police misconduct lawsuits, one of them stemming from an officer's actions during protests following George Floyd's killing two years ago. The largest of those latest settlements was five hundred grand, half a million dollars for Jaime Bunkholt. A photographer from Atlanta who alleged in a her federal, I guess it'd be Jamie, wouldn't it? Jamie Bunkholt, a photographer from Atlanta who alleged in her federal lawsuit, an unidentified Minneapolis police officer fired a rubber bullet from the roof of the besieged 3rd Precinct headquarters and hit her in the back of the head. The civil rights lawsuit said that Bunkholt, who was 33 at the time, sustained numerous neurological injuries, a concussion, pain, and suffering. The suit further contended the protests were nonviolent at the time and she was breaking no laws by being outside the 3rd Precinct. Also Thursday, the council signed off on a $390,000 payout to 41-year-old Matagita Chroma of Brooklyn Park, 
This personal injury lawsuit was filed in Hennepin County District Court over her detainment in August 2014. The suit offers little about the specifics of her encounter other than that she suffered injuries to her nervous system. And another 150 grand was approved to settle a lawsuit brought in federal court by Jennifer LeMay. You might remember this story. She sued the city and four officers for their role in the shooting of her two service dogs in her North Minneapolis backyard one summer night in 2017. Ticks are appearing in high numbers around the Twin Cities this year. Janet Jarnefeld, who works in Tick Vector Services at the Metropolitan Mosquito Control District, says it is unusual for the adult wood ticks to be out in this kind of number at this time of year. She said it was a very late spring, and the wood ticks, for whatever reason, took their time coming out, so they're out later than they normally would be. No ambition. No. Wood ticks, also known as the American dog tick, rarely spread disease, according to the Department of Health. It's deer ticks, or black-legged ticks, who are the bigger threat known to carry Lyme disease. Jarnfeld says it appears deer ticks may be down in number this year. She says deer ticks are usually around when it's really dry. It was a drought year last year, so I'm suspecting that's maybe not why we're seeing as many this year. Still, she recommends removing ticks as soon as you see them, just to be safe. If you're wondering, an infected tick must be attached to a human or pet for 24 to 48 hours to transmit Lyme disease. That's one of the questions I'm going to ask God. I've told you this before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, what was the deal with ticks? They, they, God. They well, bring, boy, no, they bring you're nothing. A, you're really assuming a lot there, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> they, they bring nothing to the earth. What, what is their point? Where are they on the food chain? Sure. They what, do. They, what, they're they're point. They, they're pointless. What purpose did they serve? They're bat food, I guess. That's true. Huh. I recommend MoShield.com, John. But about about a billion years ago, <laughs> there's a tick in amethyst. It was frozen in amethyst. Remember, we yeah. showed the picture, yep. and, and sure. Pat and I got talking about it. That tick looks exactly like a tick today. And Pat said, "No ambition." They haven't. They haven't uh, evolved. evolved. They haven't evolved. Yes, uh, but. If they had ambition, what did Pat think was going to happen with the tick? I, maybe a change of look. They'd get big. Yeah, bigger or uh, yeah, have some role. Big, big and frightening. They have no role. No have ambition. you ever seen a tick after it's been uh, on a dog for oh, a few weeks? Yeah. About the size Engorged. of a football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you can, you'd step on them and they squirt. I picked many of them off dogs. Oh, that's so no. disgusting. Yeah. Yuck. Please say I picked up was... a snake yesterday. I don't do that. Yeah, gardener snake worked its way into my shop. I put my foot on its back. Got one of those long needle nose plier things. Yeah. And I, I grabbed it gently behind the head, and that thing wrapped itself around my wrist. Yep. Creepiest thing I have ever experienced in did my life. Did you take it outside life. and let it go? Yeah, I did. Um, because I. Hey, <laughs> Here's Kenny with news from the crappy coffee shop. At some point. In our history, the roommate witnessed me doing what everybody should do to snakes, and she went insane. Mm-hmm. Oh. So now, in order oh, to garden snakes, I can kill you. Alleviate guilt, I chew them out. And in yeah. this case, but let me tell you, when they wrap themselves around your wrist, oh, that is creepy. Right, but they don't have the strength to hurt you. Its mouth was wide open. Right. Ah, it was hissing. Ah. So the roommate's pro snake. Yeah, they do something in the yard. I don't hmm. know. Hell, I, I have no Eat idea. Eat rats? Eat mice? That know. kind of stuff. Maybe. 
Police say nobody was hurt when bullets hit an un, uh, or an occupied, I'm sorry, bullets hit an occupied apartment late Thursday night in Brooklyn Park. According to police, officers called to the area of 7200 Zane Avenue North shortly after 1130 on a report of multiple gunshots. When they got there, they found 18 bullet casings as well as damage to an apartment. Police say no one is in custody. They're still investigating the shooting to see who was shot at. Minnesota on Thursday reported a record low monthly unemployment figure of 2% for May, citing records going back to 1976. The Department of Employment and Economic Development said the state gained a net 6,600 jobs in May. That's up 0.2% for May of last year on a seasonally adjusted basis. Nationally, the unemployment rate stayed at the same, about 3.6% in May, and the labor force participation rate ticked up a tenth to a point of 62 you know, not a day goes by the CP doesn't offer me a new uh, film taken on her phone of deer. Oh, look at this one with the two little ones. <laughs> and I'm at the point where I'm going to have to say, look, uh, this is no longer urgent. They uh, basically moved in. They, there's more deer around here than dogs. And if you want to film them, that's fine. But I don't need to see this. Anymore. Are the fawns out in your neighborhood, yes, too? Yes. Yeah. I just saw a fawn this morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're tasty. Joe, mm-hmm. Joe, don't you think it's worth it just to take a minute to look at the video yeah i do but i'm telling you i'm near the end i'm near the end I, oh, okay. you've I, had your I, limit i've seen enough uh, it's no big deal with oh, me, you're a real uh, treat aren't you <laughs> with with us it's sunrise and sunset i mean it's just non-stop with the sunrise photos it's just jesus yeah. christ enough already <laughs> It's pug pictures uh, with my wife. Yeah, well, it's, always, daily, it's always daily. something, yeah. The U.S. stock Why don't market you show route? me a picture of a tree? It's the same thing. How about ballparks when I'm around the state? I'll uh, start you sending you photos yeah. of those. Yeah. I want some provocative photos myself. That's, you know, come on. <laughs> of me? Well, you know, I'm to that point. You'd be all right. <laughs> I've, oh, twice now asked, I've twice now asked Victor Davis Hansen, to join us, and I'm of the opinion that he has listened to us, and he's not returning my my <laughs> request. <laughs> I, so, uh, is it me or is it Rook? Uh, I think it's all of you. <laughs> it's all of us. And I'll give you an example, and it could be me just being paranoid, which is very, very possible. Yeah. What? Uh, the other day I remarked that, uh, uh, remember when Jean-Claude Van Damme was talking to Don Lemon? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. About... Uh, I believe he asked her of the president's age and is he up to the job? And mm-hmm. and she got all gaga and didn't know how to answer the question. And uh, I commented something to the effect, I, I can't remember what I said, but I said, uh, well, as Victor Davis Hansen calls him, Don Lamone, you know. And the other day, I was just yesterday, in fact, I was listening to a recent Victor Davis Hansen podcast, all of which I enjoy. And he came to a part where he had to mention Don Lemon for some reason, and he said, I don't call him Don Lamone. Oh, you inspired him. And, and uh, yes, he did once call him Don Lamone. And I'm wondering if it's because he heard one of our shenanigans. Are you going to get us in a fight with this guy? Absolutely not. I of wish all he would the join people, us. Of all the people you want to pick a fight with, I'm not, not him. I'm not picking a fight with him. Not him. No, I'm. I'm Do it with that snotty lady we had on a couple of months ago that looked at her watch ten minutes in and said, "Oh, I gotta go." I gotta go. Oh yeah, what was her name? (laughs) Oh, she is. She was a pro of police. It wasn't Barry Weiss, was it? No, God, no. Uh, Barry Weiss apparently has a wife, 
And she just wrote a piece for The Atlantic on the decline of San Francisco, which is an extraordinary piece. Mm. Extraordinary piece. The U.S. stock market route that has put U.S. equities in a bear market isn't just reducing the net worth of billionaires. It's also taking a toll on Americans' retirement savings, huh. wiping out trillions yeah. of dollars in value. You finding that story valid, Joe? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. The, the sell-off has erased nearly $3 trillion. Ooh from U.S. retirement funds, according to Alicia Monell, director of the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. You saps are stuck with me until they take me out of here feet first. (laughs) We'll go on in here for the show. (laughs) By her calculations, 401k plan participants have lost about $1.4 trillion from their accounts since the end of 2021. People with IRAs, most of which are 401k rollovers, have lost $2 trillion this year. All right. This year. Sure, stock slump is the most severe market turned down since March of 2020. That's about when right. COVID-19, <laughs> when COVID-19 erupted in the U.S. Historically, 401k investments take about two years after a market decline of this size to regain their previous value. Uh, now, this is very important, Joe. You want to listen to this part. Manel says, for young people, history has shown that money will come back, but it takes about two years. For people retiring in the near future, it presents a larger problem because it doesn't come back that quickly. That's right. About 41% of Americans put money in 401ks. No, they're going to be okay. No, it's not going to be okay, Sid. U.S. regulators today authorizing the first COVID-19 shots for infants and preschoolers, paving the way for vaccinations to begin next week. The Food and Drug Administration's action follows its advisory panel's unanimous recommendation for the shots for Moderna and Pfizer. That means U.S. kids under five, about 18 million youngsters, are eligible for the shots about one and a half years after the vaccines first became available in the U.S. for adults. There's one step left. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends how to use the vaccines, and its vaccine advisors are set to discuss the shots today and vote on them tomorrow. (laughs) And a Senate hearing Thursday, the staff of Dr. Rochelle Walensky, Walensky said her and her staff working over the weekend because they understand the urgency. She said pediatric deaths from COVID-19 have been higher than what is generally seen from the flu each year. The FDA also authorized Moderna's vaccine for school-aged children and teens. Pfizer shots have been the only option Mm -hmm. for those ages. Me too. Go ahead, Kenny. You go first. Uh, I can't remember. Does the show love or hate Rand Paul? Thank you. That's exactly where I was going. I've never brought him up. I'm not a fan, but he does make interesting points from time to time because he's kind of nuts. From his Twitter account, today I asked Fauci a simple question. Are there any studies that show a reduction in hospitalization or death for children that take a booster? His answer, no. Then why is the government still urging and yeah, since when do you take a vote on a vaccine? I mean, they either you they're oh, either boy. that's a good point. They're either yeah. FDA approved or they're not. Well, right. But the FDA votes on them, right? Don't they? Well, I'll let them vote on them. I ain't letting yeah. Lauren Boebert vote on it. Oh no, they don't. They don't vote. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think that's just an informational thing, right, Kenny? Mm-hmm. That he was speaking of. I don't know. I think I like uh, Boebert. Um, I, I think I like her. Based on a recent story. Uh, no stories. I don't know anything about her. But uh, uh, I, yeah. well, she's oh, nuts and she's no go zone. But that's well, exactly that's good what enough, Kenny. Wants. It's good enough for me. <laughs> this, this is why Victor Davis Hanson won't get back to yeah. Yeah. Victor, I'm generally serious. I can't help it that I have these idiots with me. Victor should know that usually when you have somebody legit on, 
uh, the clown show lays back. That's and we, true. We let you do. That's do true. The and yeah. and Victor, join me. They yeah. won't talk. Yeah. And Victor, I do want to let you know that we did get a new fart button. See, this is why he's not going to join us. Oh, Chris. I'm going to have a 6 o'clock meeting. Yeah, you're gonna, you ain't going to your town ball game. Donald Trump's effort to overturn his 2020 election defeat came into a clearer focus Thursday with testimony describing his pressuring Vice President Mike Pence in vulgar private taunts and public entreaties to stop the certification of Joe Biden's victory in the run-up to the January 6th Capitol insurrection. Testimony showed Trump latched on to conservative law professor John Eastman's obscure plan to defy historical precedent. Trump aid, uh, aides and allies warned bluntly in private about the efforts even as some publicly continued to stand by the president's false election claims. Uh, Pence, for his part, was determined to stay at the Capitol that night and finish the job, even as his security team prepared for him to leave. The mob of rioters made it, according to witnesses, to within 40 feet of the vice president. Mike Ludig, a conservative scholar, said in a halting voice because of a recent stroke, that had Pence obeyed Trump's orders, declaring Trump as the next president, America would have plunged into what he called a revolution within a constitutional crisis. Alluding, who was once considered for a Supreme Court spot by George W. Bush, said Trump and his supporters still present what he called a clear and present danger to United States democracy. John, we're going to uh, pause and bring aboard Patrick for his Friday oh, sports segment. Good, okay. Are you ready for Pat? Trying try to hear the song. All right. I want nothing but Joe Driscoll stories for this segment. Yes. <laughs> Roycey, I never met the guy. I feel like I know him personally. Oh, he was uh, he was a beauty. There's uh, I've, I've got a million. I'm one of my favorite is uh, well I I put the one on Twitter so I won't repeat it. The one about when he calls me and. and Fort Myers and wants me to do something about the Irish bar not being open and kill Kenny <laughs> on March 17th. On St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, 1,750 miles away, Joe. I don't think I can do much, but uh, anyway, that was, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a million of them with this character. He's yeah, great. that's good. I, I got, uh, hey, I got no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Yeah? Let him go. Who's Joe Driscoll? <laughs> wow. Joe Driscoll is uh, would have been probably the greatest athlete in the history of Southwest State Minnesota if they didn't have those damn classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those basketball Football quarterback, <laughs> basketball point guard. He got 58 against Gaylord once and before the three-pointer. Great pitcher, great superstar in town ball, uh, moved around rather uh, frequently, but uh, was a, a just a character. He just died at, uh, he had a stroke about three years ago, and he died uh, yesterday at age 71. And it is, uh, in, in Reaver's world of uh, town team oh. baseball, it, this is a dramatic, dramatic event because everybody knew Joe. That's a pretty young age. Ricey, here's how I explained oh, him to Kenny. I said, if you didn't know Joe, Joe is the kind of guy where he could walk into a room of about 150 people, and within 90 minutes, everyone would be listening and howling at stories he would be telling, and everyone would love him. Is that fair? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's uh, pretty good. And 
You know, he played on that. Uh, the first thing, time I got to know him was Prior Lake put together this baseball team that, uh, you know, that basically was an all-star team. And that's when Joe first left LeSueur and started traveling around. And uh, they, the, I think they won three straight state titles. And then for no reason, the state board threw them out because they didn't like how good they were, right? Yep. Joe was on that team. Then he was on Red Wing. He was on Dundas in his greatest day, years were with the Arlington uh, teams that were a uh, dynasty, uh, seven, eight years, uh, nine years there. Rarely played at his hometown team, LeSueur. And, uh, Kenny, you have to have some kind of a legal residence within a certain amount of mileage sure. to uh, play, play for one of those teams. Right. So I saw him down at Red Wing once, and I said, so what's your address here? And he pointed at the payphone at the ballpark. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then another time, he was playing for my friend Billy Nelson at uh, Dundas, and I said, so where's Joe staying down here? And he said, in my kid's treehouse. <laughs> did he, what did he do for a living? He was a, a painter. painter. Oh. He was a painter. He, uh, uh, an independent painter, though. Not, not, he didn't have any boss telling him he had to go someplace. He was, uh, last time I heard about him as a painter, Glenn Mason called me. Yeah. Uh, the former gopher coach and says, I got a guy that here painting that says uh, that he's your idol. And uh, I said, uh, so Driscoll's there. Huh? <laughs> Driscoll's there, Peyton. So, uh, Wait a minute. Just, uh, Pat, he's not part of the crew that you told me last week off the air would hang out in your kitchen until noon drinking oh, every no. day. No, okay. but he could have fit right in. That was my brother and his group. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. He <laughs> yeah. was down there. The other story I love, and I guess I told it again last week, though, is he, he was Nancy was God. He was he was with Nancy for like fifteen years, and she finally married him. And and I, I was down there at his game when he was fifty. He was retiring from regular town team ball that year at fifty, and we were talking about how Nancy finally married him. And the, the guy, one of his buddies, says, "You know why she married him?" We used to charge both girlfriends and wives a buck for beer, and then we raised it to a buck and a half for girlfriends. So she could save, she married him so she could save the 50 cents on beer. (laughs) (laughs) Can we cut cut to the NBA for a moment? Sure. They need a ceremony. Only hockey has a nice ceremony at the end of a series. The NBA guys, they were falling down and running around and uh, walking around in circles. You want something orderly. Yeah, there was nothing orderly about it. There was nothing <laughs> orderly about it. No, but we did get to see Wiggy, yep. one of our all-time favorites, yep. almost become the MVP of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, if there's ever a mark on this franchise, it's we ran him out of town as a complete stiff, and they love him and, and uh San Francisco because he'll guard people and he'll do whatever he has to do and uh, run to open spaces and get rebounds <laughs> and it's uh, and he it, did it, not it, do that pretty, here. Well, he certainly wasn't surrounded by as many good players. That has a lot to do with it. But right. he did have his moments where you forgot that he was out there. He, he could disappear at times. He's a very low key quiet guy. I think he's almost introverted by NBA standards. That's saying something. 
You know but, what? You uh, know what they have in Golden State, Joe? Hmm. Culture. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did anybody use that word yesterday? I thought I heard it either in an interview or during the broadcast. I can't remember which one. But worst no, worst team in the league two years ago. Last year yeah, they lost the play-in game. This year they're the national champions. But two years ago they had uh, Steph was hurt and uh, Clay Thompson was hurt and uh, and Durant had they, left. Uh, they didn't. They didn't have their team. The key and, to this uh, series was the other night when Steph didn't do anything and they still won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wiggins. That's the big Wiggins had the big game that, yeah. that night. That was he, he played great. But yeah, I thought Celtics would win last night, but. They ran off 21 straight mm-hmm. at uh, the end of the first quarter and early in the second quarter, and uh, that'll 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 take the spunk out of the home cloud crowd. I'll tell you, the NBA's uh, done, and the NHL is yet to play Game Two of the finals. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Come on, Avs! I want Dirk Cooper to win the cup. Yeah. He seemed like a nice fellow the two times I talked to him. The Ab- but, or the uh, the Tampas are one of those teams, though, where it just doesn't seem to bother them that they lost the first game. New. Oh, no, they lost the first two to the Rangers right. and won the next four. So. Right. Yeah, I, I would not bet on them, to say the least, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping for them. You know what so. they got going for them? They don't need to go to the lake because they've been in a warm, beautiful city all winter long. What do they care? <laughs> right. They don't need to get to the lake. <laughs> That's true. That is true. By the way, hell, the, as late as this season's ended, Joe, will be past June 20th, so those days are getting shorter anyway. That's Why right. Lake? Your lake time's <laughs> limited. Oh, why would you bring <laughs> yeah. that up? That's next week. coming up this week. <laughs> yeah, why even go to the lake once June 20th is past, yeah. you know? So. Twins I'm out in the t- backyard here looking at the pool and... Uh, Hoping someone comes and uses it one of these days. So. Yeah. Anyway. You're like Tony Soprano watching the ducks land ducks, in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> we had ducks early, but they left. I don't know where they went. You know what we have in the neighborhood? What? Got to get Kenny over here with a gun. <laughs> Feral cats. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. There's a family of them. There's about seven or eight of them that you see running. And we had two of the little ones. In the backyard, but the other morning when I grabbed the paper at 5 in the morning, he's a, they're a little bigger than they used to be. They're getting bigger. You know, they might be cute when they're two months old, but they ain't cute well, when they're a year old, climbing up trees and eating every bird they can get their hands on. You know? I'd love to help you out. Let me ask you something, though. How would the neighbors feel about uh, 12-gauge going off at about 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> I think we're going to have to go down to a high-powered pellet pistol. Yeah. All right. Yeah, was a pellet they had to kill a cat? Though? Oh yeah, yeah. Today, no. Today's pellet guns are amazing, Roycey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, let's get you a cat. It's no problem. No, dead. I told you, dead cat. Right. Not if a Richard Roycey was still alive, it wouldn't be a problem. He'd no. drive right up in a cul-de-sac with a four cat and blow up away. Man. He hated cats because they ate baby feathers. Yep. No, Twins in Arizona tonight. Yes, yes. U.S. Open underway. Yeah, how much? I haven't watched much yet. How about you? I've watched as much as possible. Of, I got a chuck out of chuckle out of Philly. Phil shooting ninety though. Yeah, he's off that to a bad good. start today too. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be playing, but uh, I think he's still pouting because he took so much heat. He got he 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 got everybody mad at him. He got the Saudis mad at him, and he got the the. 
the, the traditionalist man at him, too, so he, he managed to hit the doubleheader right there. Well, do we know what the Saudis gave him? Rumors are 100 mil. <laughs> to uh, support it, yeah, to support it. So, Did they give uh, Dustin more than that? Uh I don't. I don't know. That was a big hunk of money, too. Yeah. Kenny, I got a question for you. Yeah, shoot. Go ahead. Street Outlaws at at uh, Brainerd this weekend. Supposedly they're going to have twenty thousand between the two days, Friday today and for Saturday. Oh lord! So I went to the Discovery Channel and tried to watch it. Yeah. This is like a bunch of hoot nanny guys. Just uh, you know, it's, it's street just running on a track like you would on a street in, in the city, but there's a. It is a pretty rednecky collection of teams that they have there. It's not a very sophisticated group. Have you watched it at all? Uh, after you started doing ads, I looked it up, and it looked like uh, sobriety was not one of the requirements to participate. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're driving. Yeah, yeah. Driving. Uh, it looks like they're having a lot of fun, and I- I'm guessing it's going to be utter mayhem up there. Yeah, I, I asked Christy to have somebody call me about to explain it to me, and about an hour and a half later, she said, I can't get anybody. It's complete <laughs> chaos up here. She said, oh, Royce, I was supposed to tell you, the roommate uh, wanted me to tell you that Ryan Dungey has come out of retirement and is racing Why, really? again. He's racing the outdoor series, yeah. Huh. Okay. And I well, guess... Where is Meadville then? Uh, oh, uh, Mill- Millville? Yeah, I, I think it somehow. comes up in July. I think it's earlier on the schedule the, uh, these year. These now. You think we can get the mayor to go down there with us sometime? No chance. Nope. <laughs> Is this no off-road chance. biking? It's motocross. Yeah, motocross, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Motocross. They jump off big hills, Joe, yeah. sideways and all kinds of stuff. And, and break bones and get up and go do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, very good, so, sir. All righty. Have a good one. What a gorgeous day, fellas. Hit the, hit, get out there. Hit the links. Do something. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. That would be a gorgeous day to go for an electric bike ride there or a scooter go. ride or a little four-wheeler ride for the kids. All of these are available at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake at the new store, Highway 97, just west of I-35. Get off on 97, take a left, and bing, bang, boom. There you are. There's a sale on electric bikes. There's 25 different types of electric bikes. And Kalen Bloom is the expert, and he will leave there with the right fit, the right size tires, the right equipment, everything you need for an enjoyable season of bicycle riding with those Bintelli e-bikes, chief among them, and many, many other brands. Those uh, gas-powered scooters, the 49cc, that turn every urban errand into an adventure at 115 miles to the gallon. That's what they're rated for. And you don't need a uh, permit. You don't need a driver's license or moped permit to ride because they're 49cc. Youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock for those lucky kids in your life. And Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf carts for the cabin, the campground, or the larger property. Those babies got headlights, taillights, blinkers, horn, and a full roof. Oh, Tim keeps saying, get up here and check out this new store. And I keep saying, I'm afraid to because I'll end up with a Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf cart. Uh, It's all available at EcoFund Motorsports. Great service, great products, great people. And that new store is at... uh, uh, open now on Highway 97, just west of I-35W.
Pavlov's dog? Yep. It doesn't fit. Six down. Ten down. Ten down. Thank God today is Friday. You darn right it is. Johnny, what was your story earlier about ticks during the newscast that you had? There's a lot of ticks. A lot of them. So what you need is my friends at Mo Shield. Mosquito Shield. They'll get ticks too, won't they? That's right. Ray and Mike are the father and son team, diehard GLers, and they operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks, that is their expertise. They are not like other pest control companies that also spray for bugs, Joe. They focus on the mosquitoes and the ticks only. That's right. And that's because they use a proprietary blend that's specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. Can I get that at Fratelloni's? Absolutely not. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, Joe. You cannot buy this on the shelf. It's used exclusively by the company. And they're going to take great care of you and your yard. I'm a satisfied customer of Mosquito Shield, and it works. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they stand behind their work. If you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. They want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and the ticks. So go online. Find them at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. No dash. Or just give them a call directly. 612-619-1556. Tell them that the GL crew sent you. Bruh. I got a nice note from Rocket's Red Glare, one of my former fireworks queens Oh, from the State Fair. Rocket's Red Glare. And she has a bit of a, an Americana note. She said, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I went for a stroll down the Garage Logic Service Road of Life and passed a local park. In the breezy summer early evening light were at least six dads and 20-plus kids ages four to seven or so. It looked like an impromptu gathering where the neighbors decided to play some ball. I had to stop and watch and couldn't stop smiling. Good luck, a proud former fireworks queen, Rockets, Red Glare. Fantastic. Hi, Rockets. I have an Americana thing, too. Mm-hmm. I drove by a, uh, in the middle, of right off the highway, 169. When you come into Champlin, there's a little piece of water there, a little pond kind of thing. Yeah. Two kids, maybe 13, throwing lines off the dock there. Really? Just, uh, what is it, a holding them. pond, a ditch for rainwater? Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's bigger than that. Okay. But it's, yeah, I, I think it's man-made, so all right. I'm assuming. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlis Park, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Marlis Park and Mumpumalonga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1673, Father Jacques Marquette and Louis Joliet, Frenchmen traveling down the Wisconsin River, entered the mainstream of the of the Mechasapi. They are the first Europeans to travel on the Upper River. And on this day in 1889, Frederick L. McGee became the first African-American admitted to practice at the bar of the state Supreme Court. Born enslaved in Mississippi in 1861, McGee would take on civil rights cases and serve as an emissary to Catholic prelates in Minnesota. In 1905, he would help develop the organizational precursor to the NAACP, the Niagara Conference. He died on September 19th. 20, uh, 1912 in St. Paul. 
And on this day in 1890, the U.S. Marshal from St. Paul arrested seven census takers in Minneapolis, the opening salvo of the Twin City Census War. St. Paul leaders accused Minneapolis of cooking the books in order to claim the title most populous city. The accusation is proven true. However, St. Paul is also found to be padding the numbers. A, f- a new count completed in August gives Minneapolis 164,581 people versus St. Paul at 133,156 people. And on this day... There's a follow-up to that, by the way. Hmm. I believe the AM radio station newsman denied all of that padding information. Did he? Mm-hmm. In 1909, on this day, Elmer L. Anderson was born in Chicago. During his first term of governor from 1961 to 1963, he would pioneer progressive legislation in civil rights, special ed, mental health care, and metropolitan governance and establish numerous state parks. Hmm. And finally, on this day in 1913. Today is June 17th. The first Minnesota... Good Roads Day was declared. The National Good Roads <laughs> Movement was spurred by two forces, bicyclists, they were active even then, who wanted to ride on better surfaces than muddy country lanes and rural free delivery. The post offices promised to deliver mail to and from farms that were easily accessible by road. So in 1913, on June 15th, we had Good Roads Day. What day does St. Paul celebrate Good Roads Day? We need that again in St. Paul. (laughs) A lot of the roads actually used to run right through the farmyards. It was Mm -hmm. just from one farm to one farm to one farm to finally into town. Say that, did you throw it away already? That that piece you had about the ex-slave that became a lawyer, what was the date on that? 1889? 1889, Frederick L. McGee. It reminded me, I've been meaning to tell you guys this for a long time, the Library of Congress has a bunch of recordings done in the 40s, early 40s, of ex-slaves being interviewed. Hmm. And if you want to kill about 18 hours easy, you just sit down and start listening to these. They're absolutely fascinating to hear about that life, how they grew up on plantation. How do you access it? Um, I don't know how, um, but it's the Library of Congress, and I would just go Library of Congress uh, remembering slave recordings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just fascinating to hear their lives being born and raised and, and, you know, being a slave on a plantation to being freed and their life after that, and uh, it's just fascinating information. Hmm. Anyway. All right. Reeves, you're off to uh, some hayseed town for a baseball tournament. Milroy, Minnesota, Milroy, sir. Milroy, yeah. Just outside of Marshall, where yeah. Pat mentioned uh, Southwest State University. Right. Home to Joe Driscoll. Well, technically, LeSueur is home to Joe Driscoll. I see. Yeah. Thank and you, you Such, you're going to hop in the uh, Triumph and uh, go, go look, look at, at hot some rods? rods? i got to see if these hot rods are in town. Yeah. I saw two this morning on my way in. Boy, oh boy, I haven't seen one yet. Hmm. John, your plans? You don't want to know. Going to go you're take Larry just, for a you're walk. You're just trying to be nice. I'm going to well, a concert was... tonight. What do you think of that? Oh, who? Well, it's four local guitar players who are very good, and it's at Crooners, and they're playing all Beatles songs, and they're all jazz players, so it should be fascinating. Oh, wow. Will that you join some... them? Do you think they'll summon you to stage? No, no. They, they these, these are professionals. These I see. Are, uh, 
these are these are the real deal. All right, fun, very fun. good. Including Thank Joel, you. my former uh, teacher, Joel. Oh, Shapiro, wonderful, wonderful. Who's a great player. That's great. Kenny, what what are you up to? Mind your own damn business. That's what I figured. <laughs> None of your business, Billy. Thank That's you. what I figured. <laughs> Uh, GLers, over the weekend, would you do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page where we are posting daily content for your amusement. And you can also follow us along on all of our social media channels Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And also don't forget to download that PodMN app for your smart device where you can find other shows including Garage Logic, The Krabby Coffee Shop, The Weekly Scramble. So much more is available to you via the PodMN app. Have a great weekend.